0: Yes, people, we're back again with another episode of the Online Health Business Academy podcast, geared towards personal trainers, people who are into fitness, all sorts, but mainly for coaches who want to build up their online coaching business. You've got myself, Coach Mike here. Yes, and Coach Javon, the building. Yeah, we're here, man, consistently. Here to bring you that that good news and that information. So today's episode is all about the beautiful beloved before and after photos yeah the ones that helped us build our businesses and every business relies on social proof right like any business there is whether it be in the form of reviews or happy looking customers or in the personal training industry fitness industry where it's very uh, visual and you just see the before and after pictures and if you're a coach or your PT looking to be a coach you've probably seen it. Just want to talk about what goes into getting those before and afters? Uh, what's uh, you know, how to get great results for your clients, especially online as well. You know, uh, online because it's different from PT. So, yeah, Jeff, I'll let you kick it off. So, what's the first thing? What's the first thing? First and first, new P- uh, PT that's new to online coaching. I didn't get much before and afters because
1: I just wasn't thinking like that on the gym floor. What's, what's first, <laughs> I mean, things first? That's already an issue because. Yeah, there are a lot of coaches that don't even think about that. But you know what? Yeah, I think the first place and the first thing to think about in general is not expecting online coaching to be like personal training. I don't expect don't expect it to be exactly the same. You mean by that? In a sense that the way that I can coach someone in person is completely different. Online is more like I've got to mentor you through the process. I've got to like stay on top of you because the results don't actually come from training in the gym. Training in the gym is like a small snippet of it. So you can't approach it with that same like, okay, do this, do the burpees, do this, do that. Because that's not what gets them the 30 pound weight loss or whatever the result is. It's the consistency and the food. And so I think, yeah, it's more like the mentality towards it first. Obviously you need to be a good coach though. I think it's better.
0: That's a, I actually think it's better. I sent us on today that my online clients stay longer than my PT
1: clients did. You know what, So we we've got an ad going out right now, yeah, yeah. and some of the comments under the ad right now is actually coaches saying that no, the turnover for online coaching is a lot more. Like you lose more clients. Like the clients don't stay for you, don't stay with you as long. What do you? So what do you think? wait, well, yeah, I've, I've had clients that are with me for like three years yeah. so it's hard for me to say like, yeah. and I don't know, I know some people that do PT for that long but I think online, um, I, I think it's based on your delivery, like how well community delivery and how and yeah, how much results your clients get and also the roadmap beyond the time frame that you gave them because you might say, oh, I've sent a six-month program but you need to explain to them that long term it's going to be more than that. So, yeah, it depends, man. But to not deviate too much like yeah, I think the first thing you need to work out is, understand is that coaching in person is very, very different to coaching online. What's some of the like, key ways that you need to adapt when you get online versus being on PT? I think that something that I told the guys the other day is like, when you're writing out a program, yeah, you've actually got to conceptualize the gym. That's actually, that's that was probably one of my biggest difficulties when I started, bro. Cause I would be telling people to do the kind of things that I would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm in the gym, I'll pull the row machine across the gym to bring yeah, it to the rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't care. You got to remember, like, people are not oh, going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, so then confident. Yeah. You've already got to be confident or know your way around the gym to do stuff like that. So now you got to start coaching, like, with the gym in mind. And it's like, okay, someone's by the squat rack. All right. Maybe I could put something with dumbbells closer to the squat rack or, if you're gonna do a superset, it might just be you might put in the in the program, hey, grab two dumbbells, bring it to this machine. That's and a very good point. Yeah. So that's the kind of things that I started to do. Yeah. And that, that helps me a lot because clients were enjoying their workouts more. Yeah, because I was doing them when I started, I was doing a madness, bro. I'm thinking they didn't have to do CrossFit, everything. I'm getting them to do bare different things. Yeah. But you know, most common gyms are not built like for you to be able to move things around. And you know what that that leads me to a good point. When someone starts, even
0: before they start, the questions you ask are so important. They're going to save you so much time. So one of the questions in my form when someone starts is what gym, what type of gym and there's options. You've got a commercial gym, you've got a family leisure centre gym and then you've got bodybuilding gym. Now there might be something else, right? Those are the key different gyms and from those they're, they're so different. You know what I mean? They're so different. Commercial gym, <clears throat> you got to be a pair of mind that you even got to find out I'm thinking now like you can even ask more what time do you go to the gym going mm-hmm. to, go to the gym? if you're even a gym person
1: you are very different mad It's are <laughs> it's different' mad you're not even getting on the machine exactly, exactly. <laughs> but do you, do you ask them about <laughs> do you ask them about like what level they're at in terms of advanced beginner is that in the I form understand. or do you talk to them about that? no, I ask them the, the,
0: my form is very specific. It's super specific. So in, even in terms of like, have you tracked calories before? And I specifically asked, do you know how to squat, then lift bench? That's what I say. And I find that gives me a good understanding because if someone says they do, then right, you you're, you you got a good understanding of what you're doing. If they say they don't, that's kind of my big differentiator. But mainly my niche, I don't coach many people who are like advanced anyway. Intermediate, So I would be like intermediate
1: or like beginner. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I I've got that, but I've broken it down like mad basic. I've got would you consider yourself advanced or beginner? Then within that, in brackets, I'll say advances, you can do five to ten pull ups, um, squat at least your body weight, the beginner would be like, Okay, I can't even run a five K, I can't squat with I can't squat with a bar on my back, like yeah, etc. Yeah. etc. Once someone clicks beginner, they'll go, they'll get a program that is suited to yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. And then that's another part of how to get them results. You need to meet them at their level. That's one thing as coaches, I don't think we do all the time. Cause obviously I come from a sporting background. So me, I get frustrated very easily. If I give a client something and they can't do it, in my head, I don't understand why they can't do it. But I've had to learn <laughs> I've had to learn over the years that, you know, some people just can't do like physically, they just can't do certain things. Yeah, yeah. But I think some coaches they want to coach like how they train. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 on different aspects and
0: and bringing it back into the to the sort of uh, point. Even with the nutrition, even with the uh, the exercise, even with the habits, don't be you can't do the one size fits all thing. Mm. You can't even think about yourself. You got to think about people and, and everybody else. So yeah, even down to the nutrition, we're saying this to to, to the guys the other day that and the girls, like. Don't just be the, oh, a lot of coaches, I'm, I'm quite, I'm on the other side of the fence with eating whatever you want as long as it fits in your calories. I'm not a big fan of that <laughs> Why? person. Because I just don't think it's realistic. Like if somebody is obese, <laughs> yeah, we have to be honest with ourselves. If somebody is obese, and this might be you, this is just an honest thing. There's things wrong on on multiple levels. There's things wrong in terms of your body. There's things wrong in terms of your your mind, right? Not like, oh, there's something crazy or ever, but more so just like the mind to body connection, even down to food, yeah? The Japanese have a saying of eat till you're 80% full because there's supposed to be a 15-minute lag time between when you're actually full and right. when you know that you're full. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the obese person's... Is eat till they're 130 <laughs> percent, and their time. This is the truth. We're being. We're here to be truthful. That
1: are gonna come for you. Bro.
0: That's it. I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready. But they are. You know. So your lag time is like 30 minutes late. So I'm just saying it's different. Is that I, factual? Or are you just saying that though. No, not that is factual, isn't it? It's, <laughs> you got evidence for that? Yeah. No, I, I'll guarantee. I'll. I'll put the studies in there. I'll put the studies in there. The 15 minute lag time is definitely right. So now, if you just take any person that's obese, and you just sit and watch habits, obviously we wouldn't want to do that. But you know that they're not really looking for or even considering right. when they're full.
1: As in, like they don't feel they don't feel the fullness. Like they physically, they don't feel
0: it. It's more, but it's a brain to because your brain is, is is connected to your gut, so it's more mentally. They're not just they're just not thinking or concentrating enough to know that they're full. Right? Okay. So I'm just saying that the whole. Everything to do with the obese person or the person that is out of shape for years or has been binge eating for years is different to the individual, mm. including like their emotions towards food. So, if you, so not everyone just because the skinny or the the slim Instagram girl can have her one chocolate bar and then go do a gym training and the rest of her her session, you know, her food is good. It don't mean the obese person can do that. And
1: then natural actual fact, most of them can't do that. As in they can't manage just to eat one. Just have one. They, okay. can't, they, they can't, can't just have, have one. one. They're, They're going to eat it. the whole thing. Yeah. They're going to eat the whole thing. Okay, so you're saying that coaches can't prescribe that. Oh no, that's why you don't really think the whole, you can eat whatever you want as long as it fits your macros, uh, calories, Yeah, like, for I'm, you. I'm not big on that, to be fair with you. I think that,
0: like for me, out of sight, out of mind, for a lot of people, or even still, I'm flexible. And that's the key in what I'm trying to bring home that, You need to be flexible. You need to look at the person in front of you. Just because it's worked for all of these people don't mean it's going to work for... Unless you're super strict with your niche to the point as where you're only going for people who are not obese and they've only got like 15 to 20 pounds max to lose. Then you can
1: be a bit more like one size fits all. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that... Yeah, I think the nutrition, obviously that's the number one thing, right? And the PTs who are moving online, or even if you're still in the gym, like, I, I always think to myself, if you're PT'ing a client and there's no changes happening over X amount of time, you got to start to think about what's happening outside of that one hour session with the client. Because of, obviously, you know, personal trainers, man, you get in a gym, uh, see you on Monday, call cool, 10am, one hour, they go home, relax, relax. The rest of the week, you don't see them. So what do you think they're doing? The best PTs are the people that have some type of system or program that helps people across the whole week. So you can't just do this one session a week or even two sessions a week. You could do five sessions a week. If they're not on point, there's only one hour out of a day. So if they're not on point for the rest of the day. You're just there to scream at them and make them do burpees and yeah. bench press and pull-ups. Like That's really all you're doing. Yeah, so but- it's like, but the good coaches, the coaches that are like getting results, they're, they're giving their clients a system alongside the session. The session is just one anchor, but the rest has to be on point. So I think having a system, taking them through that roadmap, whether it's three months or no, or six months or nine months or a year, like you need to point it out to them that, hey, okay, we've made it to this point. Now this is the next point. And I think when coaches have that in their program, they get better results because every time that someone reaches a... a Every time that someone reaches a hallmark or like a, a a major point in that journey, you can reset the goals and be like, "Now nah, let's focus on this," yeah. and they get and they buy in again and they get into it. So, yeah, man, I think that's the number one. That's one of the main things, man. Just having that whole journey as well. Yeah. What
0: does that look like? Like, just in
1: in actual fact, what's the, what does that look like with program For anyone. For me, so I break it down into two phases. I got a ninety-day sprint and then. And then another ninety-day spread, and then depending on where they're at, we kind of build out the next next phase. So, I I start every client on a little bit of a harsh deficit. Like some people don't like it, but for me, I don't care. I think if you're overweight, it's actually it's actually gonna benefit you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah you got to yeah. build that resilience <laughs> to not eat as much shit as you was eating before. That's true. That's so true. I give them a harsh deficit the first two weeks. What's harsh with them? Like <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna lie. <laughs> they're gonna come for you. Like. 1,600 calories or less, bro. For for what? I don't Something care how time. big you are. Like, we're just cutting ah, out the bullshit. in the comments what you're saying, bro. Yeah, bro, we've got to cut the bullshit because Wait, if you've been yeah, eating like yeah. crap, this is going to kickstart your, your weight loss journey. Yeah, yeah. And then guess what? It's a mental game. Because when they do it for the first two weeks and they've dropped five pounds, they're like, oh, right, this works. Yeah, yeah. Now the motivation rises. And then guess what? I send you a text saying, hey, we can eat more this week now back to 2,000 calories. And then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's mental. It's mental even more than physical. It feels crap. Well, some of them, some of them, they, they, they're like, rah, but you know why though? Because I give them 1,600 calories, but it's good food. I sell them, this is what you can eat with 1,600. And they're like, oh, I'm eating more than I realise. Yeah, exactly. Volume eating. So that's how I do it. And then after the two weeks, actually bump their calories by cut so they feel good. And hopefully they've seen like five five pounds weight loss in that first two weeks. And they're like, "Right, they, there's a bigger buy-in. And then, You just keep it consistent, depending on what weight they are. They'll get specific calories, macros. And then from there, whatever their target is, obviously it's dependent on the person's target, but like each month we'll get on a call and we'll outline, okay, you've done well here, but this is what you need to fix. When they hit their physical goal, now it's like we need to help them build out a new goal because it's not done. And one thing I was going to ask you about in that process, how important do you think the pictures are, like making them take pictures? pivotal very important. But why?
0: Because the skills just in not like what we know from being coaches, PTs, and we should know is that can be unreliable, especially if you're dealing with women, but even as men, little fluctuations here and there with women, it could be quite major. Like some women, four kilos, you know what I mean? Four kilos over a few days or even more in some cases. So that's, and, and what happens is, again, we're talking about people who are obese. And I say with all due respect, you know what I mean? It's not like you're any different, just a situation in your life, right? With people who are obese, their emotional triggers are a bit higher as well. So you going on the scales after having done what you feel to be like loads of work, putting in a lot of effort, and then you're seeing kilos over, or you're seeing that you haven't lost mo- a lot, it's going to kind of demotivate you. So for us as coaches, when you have pictures, it mitigates like it protects you against what happens where a client comes to you and says, "Oh, like I put on this, so I've only lost this." I'm a bit upset, but then you can show them. Look at your pictures. Now like sometimes, I remember a woman said that to me, and I literally just made her before and after there and then. I knew she was getting, she'd been getting great results anyway. Like she'd been losing whatever, but she said that, and I thought, okay, cool. Let's let's get a little um before and after, ready, chopped up Senator. I said, look, you feel what I'm going to say to you? So that's for me the biggest thing, the reminder. And that's what I love about this online coaching business because a lot of what we do, it makes us more money, but it actually works for the person. Do <laughs> you know what I'm going to say to you? It actually leads this person to, to get more results, to live a better life. So it's a very ethical business that we're in.
1: Yeah, man. I think that like a lot of coaches, a lot of PTs, like how many times you get on a call with PTs and ain't got no, they, they ain't got no before and after photos. And even yeah. like PTs that I've been coaching for 10 years and they ain't got no before and after photos. I'm like, Yeah, it's crazy. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine like someone uh, I got a very good friend I went to school with who now he does like construction work and he does like um like garden gardens, he fixes yeah. kitchens, he does all that handyman stuff. Like he's just a genius. Yeah. He's got some mad designs. Imagine I needed work from him. And he ain't got okay. no portfolio. But funny enough, there's people like that. There are people like that, yeah.
0: Because I've got um a mate through through family, yeah, that does so much stuff. And I had to I've got a a, a folder of his stuff. Because <laughs> I had to tell him, like, bro, take the flipping picture <laughs> when you're doing stuff. Like, it's just good practice.
1: So yeah, I get what you're saying, man. But when you when it's there, it's there because it's proof of concept, isn't it? So, like, if you're watching this and you're a PT, please, I'm begging you. Any business. Bro. Any business, but especially, obviously, for the for the guys out here that are PTs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please take before and after photos. And if your clients don't like it. Yeah, what do you do with that if they don't like it? Wait, I'm a hardliner. I'm not working with you unless you do it. Oh, for real. You have to. I'm not going to use it, but you have to. To be in my program, it's a, a requirement. You have to. Yeah, I don't even have, Yeah, it wasn't that female. I talk to her partner and see <laughs> <laughs> and see if the partner's on board with it. Wait, like, but it. you have to. You have to I make it look, I, I tell them I'm gonna use it on social media without your permission, but it's for you. It's not for me, it's for you, it's actually for you. So that's how I that's how I explain it to them. Like, look, yeah, I get it, but it's not for me to use, it's actually for you. And when that when they see it that way, I think that they'll buy into it a bit more when they recognise that hey, it's it is for you, like it actually is for you. I try to go, I'm not gonna I'm quite harsh with it as well,
0: like that. There are some, I'm, like, as we say, I'm thinking of one woman that's recently joined that said she's not, no, she took pictures, but she wasn't comfortable with like the proper, normal, because we got to remember there's like the prop the normal before and afters for women, like for men, we can just go topless. For women, it's got to be like, really, you should a sports bra yeah. to get the best out of it. So she didn't really want to do that, but ways around just wear clothes that were kind of like, like yeah, show so the, can show the thing, yeah and that's what we worked with for now. Um, and just I'd emphasize that she needs to, they need to be clear photos. She took a set of photos and said, nah, I need clear photos so I can see, because we need to see when there's a difference. So that's how we kind of mitigated that. But yeah, I'm harsh. Like you'll find the clients that don't take before photos are the ones that will drop off quicker and they don't get results. And don't get results because they, they get lost. They're not seeing themselves. And yeah, they're not seeing what's happening. That's There's nothing more motivating. Then looking in the mirror or looking at pictures and seeing that, right, oh, like
1: lost weight or I'm um, to transform muscle, my yeah. body, yeah. So definitely, yeah. definitely. All right, cool. So what we covered: training can't treat them like you're in the, your PT and then pictures and the accountability factor, yeah. nutrition. nutrition, and then also giving them that journey and that roadmap. Yeah. yeah, I think as an online coach, those those are like some of the pillars. Mm. Is there anything else that you feel like? we might have missed or there's anything that okay to get more client results what else can you add to the to the pot
0: well we was chopping up the other day on the on a webinar with a team OHB Academy check it out um, and I was just breaking it down into three different types of clients and I was about mindset so I was saying that and I want to I wanna, I wanna hear your point on this so you've got the person whose life's optimised but they haven't the knowledge is missing You've got the person who's Life's not optimized, but they have a bit of knowledge. And then you've got the person who's just lacking in both, you know? And it's just about, you got to l- learn and know how to approach those clients in different ways. You know what I'm saying? So if I break it down a little bit more, so the person who's life optimized, I mean that they're a bit more organized. You know, you get those clients who are, in general, in life, they're more organized. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're corporate, they work in the corporate world, uh, maybe their parents, but they're quite, you know, and they're just quite organized what they do. They've already got some systems to do with their food and, and the rotar and their schedules is good. They just don't have the knowledge. All they know is keto and all these fast diets and or cardio 24-7. Then you've got the clients who, and with those people, again, it's, it's, it's very simple. Give them the knowledge and give them the knowledge as fast as, as they can. And those people actually love the knowledge side of it. They'll, you know, or they um, they you give to them, more they just love and they love that journey. And then you've got the people who are they're just messy, you know, they're a bit messy, not organized, um, you know, a bit of a mess, and they've usually even got a bit of knowledge there, but they just, you know, and then you've got the clients that are just a bit of a bit of both, man. Mm. Yeah, so what's, what's your thoughts on that? Do you kind of agree Is there another type of client that I'm missing? Out?
1: Yeah, I think you, yeah, you get those clients, um. Yeah, I, I would say for the most part yeah that pretty much groups a majority of people like it's one or the other in it so yeah. yeah I would say I agree with the with the with the people
0: who their life is not optimized but they are they have a bit of knowledge I suggest you need to and I yeah. said it that this is the where most coaches buckle cuz if you meet someone who's not organized and you're not organized yourself you ain't coaching them How are you gonna to them? win not gonna do it they they always say that you you gotta be two steps ahead at least or two pages ahead so how you know so things like i've read atomic habits so there's some nuggets from that book that i i can give a client who's not organized like a habit stacking you know where you put match a habit that you're trying to build in with something that you've been doing anyway like you know so but it's because you've you're a bit above so this is just a message to a lot of PTs. Yeah, a lot of you aren't organized. You know, you you, you haven't even got a schedule. You haven't got a calendar. You um, know, you're messing up appointments. You're being late to your clients. Like, to your sessions.
1: <laughs>
0: you got to fix that if you want to meet the needs of the most. You know, the, what the majority of clients are, which is those those middle groups where they are also lacking that
1: organization. So yeah. you've got to step it up, level up in your life. And I think the best thing you can do, because if you want to get good at being able to coach across all of those three groups, because you're going to increase your retention. Yeah. And it's easier to sell to a client you already got than to get a new one. Exactly. So if you get better at coaching all those different groups of people, your attention is going to increase, which means you're going to have a more sustainable business. Yeah. You're going to be happier with your business in the long term as well. So yeah. And I think that, yeah, it's difficult sometimes when you get those clients who yeah, like you said, they don't have a schedule, and they ain't got the knowledge. Like they ain't got the organization nor the knowledge. Like those are obviously the hardest clients to coach. But usually obese,
0: <laughs> <laughs> usually they're, they're not all. Nah, it's true. They they are they are. It's usually the obese people <laughs> for a reason. It's for a reason that somebody gets that. And when I say obese, I mean when I say usually obese, not like oh, just the BMI, BMI scale says you're obese. I mean like morbidly obese I mean, like
1: you know really there's a lot unfortunately of those people uh, nowadays i think but some of it, it it is all it is all mindset though yeah because if you can get a client in the right mindset even if they're overweight or obese they will see progress like i've got a guy right and he's like he is in a very high category yeah huh. but not very organized didn't know anything about training. So this is the thing, is that literally. Yeah. And I just bro. said to him, look, like I've got the same guy. You've committed to this process now. You've already paid. I need you to just do three workouts a week and get me 10,000 steps. Can you do that? He said yes. He's lost like 30 kilos in like seven months, which is good. But obviously, when someone's coming from so high, there's still like so long to go. So he kind of accepts that this is like a 12 month to 16, 18 month journey. So but like it's just like, okay, every week I'm just getting into think back to the basics. If you fall off, back to the basics. 10,000 steps, free workouts. 10,000 steps, free workouts. I didn't even talk about food because when you're obese, you just need to move. Yeah, <laughs> like like you just matter, need to move, innit? You just need to move. The hey. food can come in when you yeah, get a yeah. bit lower. You can cut out one thing. Yeah, and least. it will make a difference, innit? It's true. When right. someone's really heavy, that's
0: yeah, it's true. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah, 100% hit the nail on the head there, man. the mindset thing but alright cool let's wrap it up on that one then one thing to transform a client's mindset who's just giving you hassles not doing what you said they should do yeah spend a few times, and you want to get them back
1: on track I think the first thing to do is open up clear lines of communication and bring them back to their why you can bring them back to why they said they're going to do this then you kind of got more leverage to tell them, hey, look, you said this was why you're doing it. If this is not important to you anymore.
0: Give a scenario example,
1: bro. Make it real for me in terms of what? I would say I had a guy, well, I had a guy, he had a heart attack and he's not even 50, not even 50 yet, having a heart attack quite young. Um, Um, And yeah, he was just falling off. He went on holiday, came back, and he was just taking a bit long to get back into things. So I just called, I literally called him and I was like, what's going on man, I've been reaching out to you, what's happened, blah, blah, blah. Like you mentioned, obviously, this is like for your grandkids and da da da. You don't want to go through what you went through before. So I I always use this phrase, is this still important to you? Because that, that's what I need to know. If it's not important to you anymore, let's just cancel the direct debit and whatever. Or I'll try and convince you, but like, if you tell me it's no longer important, there's not really much. much Ask somebody to say. Yeah, I think it's difficult yeah. to pull someone around if they say it's actually not important to them anymore. Actually, I had a guy, a younger guy. Not he didn't have a heart attack, but he was like, he was about six kilos overweight. So it wasn't a big. I don't think his why was big enough, and I think he just, you know, he's got a girlfriend, he's got a good job, he wants to still enjoy wine and stuff and wine every night and. He's not, <laughs> yeah, he's being a waste, man. <laughs> and I just got, it got to the point where I was like, okay, like, like, let's be honest. Like, is this important to you anymore? And he actually said no. No, yeah, yeah. Which so, is honest. And then we both want Yeah. Like, at least we're on the same page. And only do what you can do. The um, What's the nutrition, precision nutrition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously they, they do a good nutrition course, but a big part of the nutrition course is about like the way you communicate with clients because they recognize that just giving a meal plan is it's not help. nothing. It's actually the questions you ask. And a lot of the way that they coach and I, I kind of, I bought into this philosophy about it is like asking the client to basically like, you'll solve, solve their own problems. Yeah, because it's a lot of like, okay, like I might give you a workout program and I might say, look, I need you to do this, this and this. Do you think you can do this? Let them confirm that they believe in themselves to be able to do it. Okay, I want you to go to the gym at 6am rather than eight because I noticed that when it's eight, you're rushing too much. Is that going to be too much for you? And you're just asking them to just confirm that they can do it, because then there's no excuses, and also they've bought into the belief that they can do it after they confirmed it with you. Mm. So there's it's a lot of like letting the client take charge, but you're actually taking charge yeah, yeah. by the way you ask the questions. Um, so and they do a lot. They got a lot of free information on how to like implement that in your coaching, how to well, yeah, what, yeah. So it's good, yeah. man. So yeah, them scenarios.
0: Yeah, there's a good point you made. Yeah, so that I want and I want to round up with that, you just called him. You just picked up the phone and called him. When you're starting out online, we can give you strategies and get you those first five to ten clients in, and even get you the, first, the next ten to to you know get you to the 10, twenty without any testimony, pretty much. Yes, yeah? but you need to start getting results at some point if this is going to be a real business. If it's gonna if you're gonna stick around and you're gonna make it reliable. So when you're starting off, I remember going above and beyond to get those first 10 testimonials. I remember one of our first mentors said, when you get your 10 testimonials, you make money for the next five years or so. So I went above and beyond. and I still incorporate that element of it. Now, I'm not going to pour into a cup that's got a hole in it. I like to you know, show people that if a client's disrespecting the service and it's not showing any appreciation or any reciprocation, and you try tried and they, you know, they're just a bit blasé about it. They're not. You're not gonna. You can't. You there's another client there to get with that time that you're you're pouring into them. But someone's just like struggling with the things that you knew they were struggling with, and just you know, you gotta go a bit above and beyond because as you get those results, doesn't matter all the hacks, all the YouTube gurus that you see, all these ad people telling you about hundred appointments they're gonna get you. It don't matter if you're not getting. Solid reviews And you have, are not getting Serious testimony So
1: with that I'm going to wrap it up Do you have any last points? Um, no nah, man Remember One thing we didn't really touch on That we could have Is also you got to practice What you preach When it comes to the coaching What time bro Go on, so, A It's fast. not that you can't be Out of shape or overweight But I do believe that you got to be living, Why are, you old, living bro? Why are you on the fence bro? Nah, you got, you got to leave your you truth, can't, you can't The only reason I say that is because bro, I've had coaches that are fat, bro. What in in
0: in, in, training. in football. I've had coaches that exactly the same Athletics, bro. Yeah, yeah, but I've had coaches that are fat, but they got the knowledge. No, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. They've got the knowledge. This is what I'm saying. And they, they they know more than me. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. In athletics, yeah? Um it uh, it doesn't matter what your coach looks like. Boxing, football, it doesn't matter, bro. Why but not? The, because the, your coach might be Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's his name? What's his nickname? Far- Ronaldo. <laughs> you know, so that you can't tell Ronaldo that, about like, uh, how to win a World Cup or how to, you know, Ballon d'Or. No. But when it comes to weight training to to lose weight and to get fit, you're going to have the knowledge, I get it. But at the same time, the person who's who's uh, buying into is not trying to win the World Cup. They're not trying to, you know, they're just trying to lose weight. So, um on a buy-in side, you're gonna lessen your opportunity to buy. You know you understand? Unless you've got a hundred testimonials. That's my perspective. Yeah. Um, and even
1: then I, I agree, but I agree, but I, I, I agree. But then I also know that there's people with mad knowledge that just aren't living it. Uh, have you got a
0: fitness coach or do you have you, you know, have you ever worked with a fitness coach who was
1: out of shape? For fitness, not for 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 fitness. I worked with a strength and conditioning coach for football. who wasn't in shape, but he just he did our strength and conditioning.
0: Football, bro. I was talking about for fitness. Do you know? Do you know one that's out of shape for fitness? or A top
1: fitness coach. I don't know a top fitness okay, coach then. for online coaching or PT, and who is yeah. out of shape. There we, go. there we go. But yeah, my original point is you need to live your truth, right? So you do need to. I'm not saying you have to be sh- like have yeah, exactly. But you do need to be shape. in relative shape and I think if you're not and your houses aren't in order then how can you talk with authority about that's why like I like when coaches they're in the trenches as well they're doing the workouts they're doing tough mudders and they're doing marathons and it's good that you do that if you're doing high rocks it's actually good because you're demonstrating that hey I do the work too yeah the only thing I don't like is when coaches are putting too much time into that and they ain't got time to their diaries all messed up they, don't, they can't take sales calls they're not I'm setting aside time for the business, which is a whole nother topic. Yeah. But anyway, you need to practice what you preach is basically what I'm gonna say. Yeah. So with that, boom, don't forget to download our zero to 5K training, links in the description. Yeah. Um, also, if you like the podcast, we're gonna be adding um, a little donation, buy us a coffee. So awesome. we'll put the link in there to buy us a coffee. It doesn't matter whatever, whatever you wanna put in. There. Yeah, you know, like a little bit of Starbucks. So buy us a coffee and then lastly, if you are finding value in this, please, please, please leave us a review. Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Just give us a like, share, even leave a comment. Like All of that does help, and it does help push this podcast to more coaches. Because there aren't really there aren't really anybody, any mentors, nobody doing a podcast. Real one. A real one, giving you the real source, <laughs> the real tea, yeah? So with that being said, the OHB podcast, this is episode 15, I believe. Peace.